the college football experience, Boston College Eagles 2023 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network brought to you by Edge Boost. Yes, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. We're also brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. The world's greatest shorts are hooking you up with a free Yeti style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. Once again, that's birddogs.com slash pool. So check out those things and, re- and remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. Hey, this is Bill Romanowski. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Yes, yes, welcome, welcome to the college football experience, Boston College Eagles 2023 season preview episode. Oh boy, I'm excited to talk a little BC football with you. If you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to, well, my name is Colby Swing and Database Dan. AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Would have killed a normal man, but uh, now that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was it was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. Yes, hopefully you're subscribed on YouTube. YouTube.com slash The College Experience. We're also available wherever you listen to podcasts at as we break down all 133 teams in the land with a solo podcast for each and every team. We don't discriminate. All right, and I'm excited to talk BC football. In my opinion, Boston College, uh, two-time national champions, 1926 and 1940, but it's been a while. It's been a while. Can they get back there? Is Jeff Halfley the man for the job? I think a lot of the questions coming into 2023. I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating. Sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hi, oh. oh, play that Tecmo Super Bowl music. Pretend like you're Hartley Dykes or Irving Fryer. Or who are there? Mark Wilson. There you you know, but this is a Boston College BC thing. Legends. You heard the Bill Romanowski introduction. He's a he's a BC Eagle. Luke Keekley, BC Eagle. Got a lot of good linebackers it's in there. Dang shame Luke Keekley wasn't in uh Techno Super Bowl. Yeah, he fit he fit well for that. But this is arguably sideline to sideline. It yeah. would have been like Derek Thomas in there. True, true. And look, this is arguably you could make the argument quarterback you. I know you could mention several other schools. Would you consider Bama a quarterback you? <sighs> Lately, certainly. Yeah. Absolutely. And then long long term. But 
I guess what in the nineties did they have in early two thousands did they have anything quarterback wise? BC? No. Uh, oh, Bama? Bama? Not really. But, uh, but BC Boston did, College. Baby. Boston College has been rolling for quite some time. When you think about Doug Flutie, who, uh, you know, obviously one of the most historical plays in college football history when he beat the Miami Hurricanes at the Orange Bowl. Still the, their all-time leading passer. Yeah. I mean, just uh, unbelievable. Then you you go into, like, the other era of, like, Mark Hartzell and Glenn Foley. Remember they beat Glenn Foley, upset Notre Dame and South Bend, one of the more Oof. historic games of my childhood. Um, and then, uh, you know, the, the Hasselback brothers, Matt and Tim, and that went into, well, somewhere in the middle there was Brian St. Pierre who played in the NFL. Uh, and then it jumps over to Matt Ryan, who was very successful, you know, uh, in the NFL as well. And, and, and you could argue last year, Phil Jerkovic, you know, ha- he almost came out a year ago and he would have been drafted. That would have been another quarterback, but uh, Patty C they, they, they are kind of quarterback. You can, they survive this without Phil Jerkovic. We're going to talk more about why that. Why is that? Why is Boston college able to crank out good quarterback. I think they used to just always have pro style offense and maybe, you know, Tom from Tom Coughlin era yeah. to uh, Dan Henning. Was it? And uh, then into the, the era of uh, who was the UVA guy that was their coach for a little uh, bit. Uh, UVA's OC in the nineties. I'm drawing a blank, but uh, they had Jeff Jagosinski for a little bit. And I thought that was when they, they got to number two in the nation with Matt Ryan, when they won in Blacksburg, Um but yeah, they just kind of have had that MO. If anything, they lost it a little bit with Adazio because yeah. he, he, they had Anthony Brown then, but he was not grounding he, and pounding. He never really cared about quarterback play in my opinion. And, uh, and then you jump to uh Halfley who I think's done a decent job. Now D- Jeff Halfley has been recruiting better and, and it makes it very interesting to see if this year perhaps um, could be a big year for him. He has uh last four cycles, 63, 61, then 37 and 40. So those are two different, uh, you know, ballparks that he's been recruiting in over the last two years. Grant, this is year four, but this is really like his fourth recruiting cycle. So um, if he continues to be a top 40 recruiter, I think Boston college, especially in the ACC can win with that kind of talent. I don't know. It's a time bomb right now. The ACC is, I think, I think everyone knows this and how can you, can it be sustainable? I think and and Boston College really needs to get back to that level they were at when I mentioned 1940. You know what I mean? I know that's a long time ago, <laughs> but I'm I'm being serious. Like uh, they need to start taking football seriously. Look, you're the only college football school in Boston, yeah. all right? Or you know FBS school in Boston, even in like the whole Northeast, really. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, just t- they need to take advantage of that. They need to use NIL. Yeah, what coll- the next yeah. closest team is what Rutgers, Syracuse. Yeah, which is on the western which side. Which is in of the, the middle state. of nowhere. Or, uh, uh, yeah. Like you they would think the huge... NIL opportunities, like if they just yeah. get their shit together and put a bigger emphasis on football and basketball, really. Uh this program, I think, is a could could really be good. Kind of a sleeping giant in a way if they if they take it serious. Yeah. Now, uh that remains to be seen of late, but I think they're in this this is what's kind of crazy about college football right now. You're in this situation where these programs that haven't maybe took it the most serious lately are going to have to make a decision. Yeah. So I hope they go all in on football. I would love to see it. And maybe Jeff, Jeff Halfley is the right man for the job. We're going to talk about it in a second, but f- first I want to tell you that the Boston college season preview episode for 2023 is brought to you by edge boost. Yes. Edge boost is the world's, the world's first bet. Now pay later visa card, Patty C 
Edge uh, currently offers up to twenty five hundred dollars in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you could do with an increased bankroll. Uh, maybe get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months, double down on a favorite bet you like, or maybe even create an awesome middle or even hedge, which is absolutely disgusting. And we don't advise that, but Hey, some people are different. Look, edge boost. Isn't some sleazy loan shark. You don't got to worry about coming outside of the dry cleaners and getting your, getting your ass whooped. You know what I mean? With some, by some gigantic stiff with like a, a, a lead pipe. You know, one of the like bad a, guys in a Jackie Chan movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You don't got to worry about that. And that's why I would argue that gambling is so much safer today with the legalization of everything. But uh, edge boost charges zero interest. That's half the battle too. It's like, I feel like back in the day, people would get into such a, such a hole. Uh, they didn't have the money and they continue to sink further in that hole because of the interest. You don't have that here. Uh, that's just a great, this company's great because they don't offer they're, they're not out to get you essentially. Uh, Edge Boost can be a part of a responsible gambling plan as you can set up daily, weekly, monthly limits across all your betting accounts in one place. Support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. Once again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Uh, probably gambling call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, we are back. On the college football ex- experience, talk at Boston College football here, Patty C. And look, I, this is one that I really am excited. But it's a make or break year. I, I mean, Jeff Halfley's entering year four. He's fifteen and twenty in three years. You rattled off the fact that he's been recruiting at a much higher level. Yeah. I don't know if that makes you more patient. In a way, I don't think you might be a fort. Knowing the ACC situation, I don't know that patience is a virtue that you have right now. Yeah. Uh... We'll see. I mean, the, the, the grant of rights uh, is, is a thing that Boston college is relying heavily for the ACC to, you know, hold up on. But if it doesn't, you have your what magnificent seven, all they need to get to is eight teams that, you know, find a new home and then they will all bounce. They in. really needed to make it a point of emphasis. I think Tom O'Brien, by the way, was the name of the old Tom coach. Right. Nice. Um, but they really need to take it serious. And perhaps it starts this year. I'm excited about the opportunities. And, and if they, you know, we'll talk about some possible candidates if it doesn't work out for Halfley, but we're not wishing someone to be fired. I, I just think it's, it's a make or break year. They're kind of must watch because of that. Yeah. And look Halfley, it's, it's easy to have a short memory, but uh, his two previous years, they went bowling six and five and six and six, but then obviously three and nine, there were some extenuating circumstances last year, namely an entirely New offensive line that was they got depleted at the offensive line. They had major injuries. They had were starting walk-ons. Also, Jerkovic got knocked out. Yeah. So and the offensive stats reflected that. Zay, Zay Flowers, though, ended up being a top pick. Hey. Yeah. I mean, he's still cranking out some NFL talent, but uh, you know, and what you would expect when you're having top 40 recruiting classes. But, you know, they they have to replenish because he's not coming back. So I have some major concerns about the talent on this team right now. Um, it's going to take Halfley doing a pretty darn good coaching job, but we're going to take a look at that schedule in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. First, let's look at the transfer portal because departing, and you know, obviously, the transfer portal is such a huge deal in college athletics, really, football, basketball, even baseball. Um, yeah, it's uh, as big as recruiting at this point. Yeah, almost. you might even make the case it could be more important. Yeah, because yeah, because they're proven on the college yeah, level. They're Im- more immediate impacts. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, departing, obviously I touched on this Phil Jerkovic uh, heads to pit. Now, not only is this a tough loss because I know he was at Notre Dame before, but he's been at BC, what, two, two or three years now. Yeah. And he goes to pit pits on the schedule. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So like Ooh. that, that's a pretty tough loss. Um, you know, I know he followed the offensive coordinator down there. He had a connection with the OC and I believe and he's, he's, from also, he's from Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's, that's a substantial loss. Uh, offensive tackle. Kevin Pine goes to Rhode Island in the FCS with the Rams safety. Jason uh, Matry. Uh, this is a big one here for the Wisconsin Badgers. That's a that's a critical loss because I, I think he's going to play immediately for Wisconsin. It's a big get. Mm. Defensive li- lineman uh, Kayvon Wright goes to Boise State. Cornerback Josh DeBerry to Texas A&M. That was a gigantic loss. Mm. That was mm. a gigantic loss. And uh, you're losing a starting lineman to Wisconsin who is was, no, starting li- safety. Oh, to oh Wisconsin. sorry, sorry, yeah. safety. Okay, so that's uh, a little better. Yeah. Uh, but then anyone who's going to go get PT at a and M. Well, they're also losing an offensive lineman, Finn Durstein, to Texas A and M. Maybe you can hit on that yeah. as your point with losing a, a big time uh, player on, on on the line of scrimmage to a major school. True, not not fun either. Also lost Jalen Gill to Fresno State, a wideout. Also in the portal, and they haven't found a home yet. Is Peter Delaportes? Uh, off, that's a quarterback there, and 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 off to tackle Christian uh, Curatolo. Cornerback Sean Battle and defensive lineman Isaiah Henderson. So that's what they lost. Maybe some of those guys that haven't found homes yet, maybe they come back. Maybe not. I don't know. But the Jerkovic lost gigantic. I would say that the two in the secondary, the safety, the corner, gigantic, and and obviously the offensive lineman Durstein to AM as well. Those are pretty big losses. The question we try to grade the portal. Now, incoming. Comes quarterback Thomas Castanellas from UCF, the very Golden Knights. <laughs> Running back Kyle uh, Robichaw from Western Kentucky, and I expect Robichaw to actually be getting some carries this season. Uh, also, safety Victor Nelson Jr. comes over from Long Island with the Shocks of Long Island. Uh, look, um, that's an interesting one because we know Long Island wasn't very good, but maybe the diamond in the rough. You saw it last year at Florida State, going out and getting Jared Verse at the defensive end True. from Albany. Everyone's like, what? Florida State's going to get this guy? He was an animal in the ACC. He's got to have yeah. at least some talent for, you know, I'm sure Halfley's not just going to get in a scrub on the Long Island squad. Yeah. So then uh, offensive, off the tackle, Logan Taylor comes over from Virginia. You're wearing, you're wearing a Wahoos hat right now, and, and they're on the schedule. Uh, defensive lineman George Rooks comes in from the Michigan Wolverines. They always have a strong defensive line, so that could be a, a really big get, I think, for, oh, for yeah. the Eagles. Uh, I love this get right here. Wide receiver Ryan O'Keefe from UCF. Uh, you saw Zay Flowers go. I think O'Keefe and and UCF played a lot of those Wednesday or not not Wednesday but Thursday Friday games in the AAC. They're now off to the Big Twelve. Got so to see him. Uh, we would do DFS plays on, on our shows, and I, I would roster this guy a lot. He's really good, and I if anything, I think he's going to benefit from being a away- Gus Malzahn's offense. In my opinion, not super friendly to the wide receivers. Yeah. So I think he's going to benefit. I think it's a, a really good game. We were doing a little research on that. His yards per catch prior to Malzahn's arrival, 19.6. Uh, and then two consecutive years under Malzahn uh, with the offense, 9.7 and 9.9. So it's been a much less of a big play threat with Malzahn. Yeah. You know, so and, I think. And that's just the offense. Get away from that thing if you're wide out. And also, he in his two previous years at UCF, zero rushing attempts. And then, you know, basically. 20 rushes per year <laughs> under Malzahn. He's trying to turn him into a running back. Yeah. They want him to be like yeah. essentially Eric Metcalf. Yeah. Let him be a receiver, throw the ball down the field to him and let him do what he does. So I, I, I actually, when you add in, so I'm actually, this is kind of some sneaky gets. I like O'Keefe Kari Jackson, a cornerback from the Arkansas Razorback, some sec talent coming up to Boston. I think he's going to play substantial minutes. If not start um, offensive lineman, Kyle Hergel from Texas state. He is a starter. 
Uh, he was a starter at Texas State. He's going to be a starter at Boston College. That's a big get. And then cornerback Alex Washington coming over from Harvard. <laughs> now, this is the thing. He's penciled in as a starter, too. So I believe play. I don't know how it would translate to the ACC. But if you're telling me you went and got these players in the portal that are starters. Yeah. At the very least, they have college reps. You know, I still say they lost the portal, though. Well, for a team that. What do you think if you had to grade it? Well, losing Jerkovic alone uh, is kind of a pretty. Even though Emmett Moorhead flashed in those couple games? Emmett Moorhead did have a strong end of the season. And so maybe it's not that big of a loss. In fact, you know, if you judge that for what it is, it doesn't seem like that big of a loss, but still. You're losing a five-star quarterback. That's a pretty big hit, even if it's just for depth, you know. But I guess yeah. you can't expect to hold on to that kind of guy for depth. But um, overall, it's kind of a wash. You know, it seems like a wash outside of that. I think slight loss. Okay. It depends how Rooks plays. If Rooks ends up being a force on the defensive line, maybe yeah. I'm wrong. O'Keefe is you a know? big gain, but yeah, if yeah. you're losing starting offensive lineman to Texas A&M, you know that that, that team is, you know, they got everybody, and they they wanted to go get you know your just guy mean something, yeah. Uh, offensive coordinator. So coordinator wise, Jeff Halfley does this thing with uh, multiple. There's a lot of cooks in the kitchen in chestnut Hill, man. So uh, Rob Chudzinski. Yeah. He is a co-offensive coordinator with Steve Shimko uh, last year. And they have their work cut out from, I know they weren't here last year as the OC, but uh, scoring offense was 121st rush offense, 130th folks. There was only 131 teams in the FBS. So they were the second worst rush offense in America last year. Well, Rob Chudzinski was special assistant to the head coach last year. I don't know if that means he was involved in the offense, but uh, if he was, like you said, they sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, well, the offensive line problems, I think is where that all stems from. Yeah. You know, I just feel like they weren't going to have success when you're starting that many walk-ons and stuff like that. It just wasn't going to, I don't care if you had Walter Payton back there, it wasn't going to work out. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the pass offense was 50th, but the total offense, 120th Patty C that is not good. But like we said, Emmett Moorhead flashed. Can he be the difference maker this year for the Eagles? Uh, I think, uh, you know, if he could stay healthy, if they can protect him, Maybe they could they could have an, a, a decent season. He showed. I mean, NC. I have a text. I think from last November when NC Nick texted me. He's like, "Hey, this Emmett Moorhead kid's good." Yeah, I mean, you know, six five two thirty. That's pretty prototypical size if you're running a pro style offense. And his last four games, uh, three hundred thirty yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Three hundred thirty yards, three touchdowns, two picks. He laid a clunker against Notre Dame, uh, one hundred seventeen yards and three picks, no touchdowns. But then. Rebounded against Syracuse, 252 yards, two touchdowns, zero picks. If he's routinely putting up 250 to 350 yards passing, and you know his touchdown interception ratio is three to one, they're going to be a damn good team. Yeah, and if they can get the ground game going too to make the like play acts just life a little easier for yeah. Moorhead, Patrick Garwo the third is back at running back. I don't think this guy's that bad. I think once again the scenario is you got to have, and what's crazy is I think you think of Boston College as as always a great team in the trenches, like yeah. Damian Woody and Pete Kendall. And it was Andy heck. I think might've went there. I don't, I don't remember, but I know they always seem to have guys on the offensive line. Yeah. I mean that that's one with Adazio where that kind of stood out as they were I mean, well, pre, even pre Adazio, but yeah, that was his thing. Yeah. Adazio I mean, like, did, yeah they had some yeah. great bags. Mike cloud was a tough little, you know, AJ Dillon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, Dillon. Uh, he's a pounder. Now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think Garwo is going to get 
the starts, but I, like I said, I, I keyed in on that Western Kentucky transfer, Kyle uh, Robichaw. I think he'll get some carries. I also think Alex broom. They'll kind of have, kind of have a little bit of a running back by committee. I think uh, if I had to guess wide receiver wise, we touched on Ryan O'Keefe. I think he is the super important thing to highlight as far as wide out. Cause I think he's the best wide out. This team has yes. Joseph Griffin jr. Returns Jaden Williams returns Dino Tomlin, son of Mike Tomlin. Hello. They got some NFL pedigree on this roster, Patty. See <laughs> they're back at wide receiver, but you know, a lot of inexperience. I think O'Keefe's going to come in and be the alpha on this, uh, on this, on this receiving know, core. Yeah, on this, on this core. Yeah. Um, just two of five back on the offensive line. Once again, they went out and got Hergel from Texas State. So you could and, and Logan Taylor from Virginia. Maybe you can make a case there. I think I think they actually are going to be better on the offensive line. Just the fact that some people are healthy, well, you know, it can't really be. Worse. Yeah, you can't be worse. But two of five back on the O line, led by left tackle Ozzy Trapillo uh, and center Drew Kendall. I wonder if that's any relation to Pete Kendall, the legendary yeah. NFL offensive lineman. Um, Patty C, what do you make of this offense? Uh, are you concerned? I am. Um, Pat- Patrick Garwo, the third, three yards per rush. That's what the three at the end of his name stands for. Three yards per <laughs> rush. Um, look, they got to do better than that. I, I, I don't think that's on him. I think that O line was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it, it was reflected in the quarterbacks both having negative rushing yards for the season, both Jerkovic and. Uh, Jerkovic got a little, like decent wheels. Yeah. So you can't really say that he's immobile and that's why he's not able to pick up yards. He's probably getting swamped every yeah. play and taking sacks. And if he's trying to run the ball going backwards, so uh, that it, it all does depend on the offensive line. But Garwo has something to prove to me, and Moorhead is still unproven too. And O'Keefe, while a good receiver, not like a Bolitnikov guy, maybe, maybe you know. But uh, fair. I just think the offense will be a little bit better. A little better, but yeah. one twenty. You know, I could see him getting up yeah. into like the mid mid range. You know, maybe sixtieth, seventieth offense in the nation. I don't see them lighting the world on fire. Mm. This team's going to have to have a good defense this year. Well, let's talk about that defense because 99th in scoring defense a year ago, 87th in rush defense, 43rd in pass defense. At least the pass defense is pretty good, but once again, they, they got kind of hit in the secondary. 66th in total defense. Their DC, two defensive coordinators. <laughs> once again, a lot of cooks in the kitchen here. Azar Abdul Rahim and Sean Duggan. Now, they are brand new DCs because the DC from a year ago left for the, for the Carolina Panthers. Mm. Uh, two or three are back on the defensive line, uh, led by Donovan, uh, Ezraku <laughs> and Cam Horsley. Um, so there's that two or three back in the linebacking core, which is always solid. Uh, you know, back to the Robinowski days, Cam Arnold and Vinny De Palma. Uh, but once again, I alluded to this, the secondary one of five back in the secondary in cornerback, Elijah Jones. Mm. Now I touched on this. They got raided in the secondary, but if you're bringing in Alex Washington from Harvard, from Harvard, wow. and uh, and you know uh, Kari Jackson from Arkansas at the other corner spot, and safety Victor Nelson Jr. from Long Island, I got no idea. But it's going to be hard. I mean, they were not a bad. They were 43rd. They were top 50 pass defense a year ago, which is crazy because it doesn't look like they generated a ton of interceptions last year. I'm on the individual stat sheet. I don't see the team stat sheet, but. Looks like they've only got uh, seven total as a team. You got to force a few more turnovers in that. Yeah, so maybe maybe it's addition by subtraction. Who knows? Um, kicker and punter are back. That's good. Yeah, kicker Connor Lightens back. Um, if it's a close game, you never know. Some edges. Uh, Jerry Kill, I know, notorious for saying that's how you win games. 
is that a lot of the teams are in the same level of talent as you. You got to capitalize on special teams and making field goals and, you know, other little things, blocking punts. Yeah. Great punting, stuff like that. Gotta have, you got to be working all three angles of the game, especially if you're playing, you know, games that are tight. If you're of average talent and you're eking things out, you got to, you got to edge the other teams that on your same talent level with execution on all phases of the game. But you could make the case also that this is the most talented BC team from a recruiting standpoint in a long time, Patty. See, that's true. Since I, the days of Tom Waddle. Curious as to which recruits are going to really start to shine this year. Uh, I, I am looking at this Boston college 97th in the nation interceptions uh, mm. rate last year. Got, got to get a little more aggressive on defense, but I do think uh, that is um, Azar Abdul Rahim's signature. So Let's go. Let's get it going, folks. We're going to talk more about uh, Boston College and, and go game by game on the schedule. Uh, but before we do that, I want to tell you that the Boston College 2023 season preview is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Yes, Bird Dogs make you look good. Yes. What is Bird Dogs? Well, Bird Dogs are stretch khaki shorts and they're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Think about Swayze and Roadhouse. You know what I mean? That's the way you're going to look. Just walking around town. People are going to be interested in you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Might give you a uh, job working the door at some bar in Boston. Cheers. The fucking cheers bar. <laughs> right. Imagine might, if- next thing you know, you might be friends with fucking Sam Malone. All right. Uh- <laughs> that, that would be a great mashup. Uh, Roadhouse meets cheers. Make that happen. <laughs> Let me ask you something. If, if, if uh, Sam Malone, Cliff, Norm got into a Royal Rumble. Who's coming out on top? My forget and 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 uh, Kelsey Grammer's character Frazier. <laughs> who's coming? Who's coming out of there? Uh, Norm, right? Yeah, Norm. Norm Cliff could be underrated, but uh, <laughs> we'll set Wait, up. Cliff, the little old guy, no, he's the mailman. Oh, no, he's the little old guy. I forget his name too, but uh, we'll set up. People's ankles. <laughs> the youth has no idea what we're talking about. Anyway, my point is, Bird Dogs is is uh, is going to make you look good. All right, uh, Bird Dogs. They fit just way better than regular shorts. You know, regular shorts are made of stiff restriction cotton. Bird Dog fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that makes you look like uh, khakis, but essentially it stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to uh, sacrifice movement. Uh, and how about this? Bird Dog uh, uses anti stink sweat wicking fabric. So look, you're not going to smell like complete ass. You know what I mean? You, you, even if you. Even if you tied one on last night and you haven't got a chance to shower mm. and you're out in the, the universe, to, you know, doing things, you're not going to smell These like fucking are... Christian Slater. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have opportunity. <laughs> you're getting to, aired yeah. out. So it, it keeps you cool and dry all day long. You got to check it out. Go to birddogs.com slash pool. Enter the promo code pool uh, P O O L for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. So not only are they giving you great smelling shorts and just great wearing I shorts. I see you wearing a tumbler. Oh yeah, definitely. That's birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to uh, take your bird dogs off. We can promise you that. All right. We are back and shout out to Cameron Kerr, our graphics guy uh, who did this sweet graphics. If you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Um, I mean, he is a Texas A&M guy, and I know they raided the Boston College team, but shout out to the graphics department. Patty, see, uh, we have the win total here. It says five and a half. Now, this is a team that was not very good last year. Would they win three games last year? Yeah. Uh, so blindly, when you see five and a half without looking at the schedule, they lose a lot of guys. We kind of thought they lost the portal by a little bit. Yeah. 
without looking at the schedule, you're saying a no team way, that got right? lit up a bunch of times last year and finished three and nine and lost a five-star quarterback and didn't add like super impressive pieces. That five and a half sounds very, very optimistic. Let's get into it because Saturday, September 2nd, the Northern Illinois Huskies and Thomas Hammock come into alumni stadium in Chestnut Hill. Patty C. Northern Illinois was one only two years ago. They went to Georgia Tech and won another ACC foe. And yeah. uh, I think four four years ago, they went to Lincoln, Nebraska and won. Yeah. I think they've well, also a Mac yeah, football team. They, the, the, the thing that separates an 11 and 2 Mac football team from a 2 and 10 <laughs> Mac football team yeah. is, you know, a couple plays. And, and Northern Illinois was 3 and 9 last year. So right. <laughs> maybe, but, but two years ago, they won the Mac. That, that's your point. Right. Uh, so. NIU has Rocky Lombardi at quarterback. He's been in college for like 30 years and he's related to Vince Lombardi. So hard to fade that. However, I think it's anyone's game, but I would favor Boston college. I think they will be favored in this game. I think they'll probably be favored by like six points. I agree with you. Yeah. So I'm taking BC at alumni stadium. You, I am taking BC as well. Want to know. And now here comes an interesting one. Saturday, September 9th, the Holy cross crusaders who are located in Boston, Massachusetts. If you did not know, uh, don't look now, <laughs> don't look now. Holy cross. Uh, they had one loss last year and that was in the FCS playoffs quarterfinal to, against to the team that won the national championship. And that was on campus in Brookings, South Dakota. And that was tied up going into the fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, this team is really good. They beat, they've beaten two straight FBSs. They won at Buffalo last year. Who was a bowl team in the Mac, and the year before they won at UConn, they got this kid Matthew Saluka at quarterback. I, he's like Tebow 2.0. <laughs> All right, this team is a really good football team. They're preseason number four in the FCS. Patty C. That is really um, impressive considering where they were when he took over in 2016 and 17. They were he is in as in uh, Bob Chesney. Yeah, Bob, Bob Chesney, uh, doing wonders with this program. Yeah. Doing wonders with this program, and and we were talking about this little pre-episode. If Jeff Halfley doesn't work out this year, they need to look right across town. Hello, because Bob Chesney not only is he, well, he's got a great history as far as uh, Catholic schools too. Yeah, right? uh, Salve Regina, Assumption, and Holy Cross has uh, basically done the 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 thing you want to see from a head coach: turn them from mediocre teams into elite teams at all three stops in short short order. And they're like a physical football team. And what's so impressive is they don't give away football scholarships. Yeah. I yeah, repeat, that's unbelievable. They have beaten two FBS schools in the past two go arounds and they don't have, they're not giving away scholarships right. essentially with yeah. walk-ons. Yes. <laughs> that's incredible. Shout out to Gil Fennerty. They were talking tech mobile. He uh, is a Holy cross crusader. You see, this is a dangerous game because you have Florida state on deck. You're, it's a, and it's a rivalry game, right? This is one of their longest yeah, played rivals. Second yeah. most played rival of all time. And if you're thinking Holy cross is going to be a pushover all time series, 26 to 19 in Boston college's favor. Not exactly. Uh, Holy cross got good football culture, man. They got good football culture. Uh, they haven't played according to this since 1981 though. So this is a, a rivalry that had existed rebirth. for a long time. Reborn. I can't talk at, um, at one point. This was their most played rival, you know, and, and they took a long break, but here we are 40, what? Three years later, finally re Watch out, man. Yeah. This is, that's kind of game. Holy cross is going to get up for actually. Of course. Yeah. And dude, I don't know that like, I, 
I get it. BC's 41st, and, and but I've seen Holy Cross over the past couple of years. I think this is a game. I don't think this is, I think it's a one score, maybe late they can push it to a two score. But I would not be surprised if Holy Cross won this game. I need to double check that. That cannot be true. They could not have just uh, that may be I sports they played reference. More recently. That may be sports yeah. reference. I thought they played more recently, but but when Boston uh when Holy Cross wasn't that good. Um either way, I think it's a dangerous game. I'm gonna take Boston College because I think they'll be favorites, but I would not be surprised. Okay, they have played more recently. And the all time series is 49 31. 49 31. Okay. Yeah. Winsipedia is a little more reliable. I got to make sure I reference that, but it first played in 1896. I love the fact they put, they have this game on the schedule though. You got to love that. Patty C who are you taking to win this one? Um, I think it's a very, very real threat for Boston college. I think they need to show up and play ball. Um, but that said, they're getting them at home. I guess I'm going to lean BC two and oh, let's do it. All right. Now Florida state, the Seminoles come to alumni stadium on September 16th. Now this is an interesting spot because Florida state has Clemson on deck. So if now I know boss, if you're a Boston college fan, you hate seeing this game in September, you want Florida state in November or late October where you can actually play to your advantages. It's not going to be cold, but it is a good look ahead spot for Florida state and maybe BC can bite them. Yeah. However, I got to take Florida state here. You of course, if Florida state is really the preseason number three team, Boston College isn't in the same, you know, Stratus universe. Here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this should be a whooping, even in Chestnut Hill, and even with a look ahead spot for Cle- uh, the Clemson game for Florida State the following week. But it could be a closer game than we're thinking. So then, week four, they head to Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, this is one. <sighs> just. I still got a favorite Brom. It's on the road. Now it wouldn't shock me if B- the BC beat them last year, but I'm saying uh, it wouldn't shock me if they won this game, but I, I got a favorite Louisville here. I think there'll be dogs in this game. Give me the Louisville Cardinals. I think B- Boston college is two and two heading into uh, Saturday, September 30th, 34 to 33 last year. One yeah. point affair. I think uh, even in, um, but this is one, on. this is one. I feel like you're happy that you're getting them in September. Cause Brom, they're probably gonna be a lot better in November than September because Brom's a brand new coach coming into He's this gonna program. He's going to have that offense rolling by November. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you're right, but still in Louisville, gotta favor uh, the Cardinals slightly. Agreed. Agreed. So two and two, and then comes uh, Saturday, September 30th, the Virginia Cavaliers, the Wahoos, Tony Elliott, the NASCAR driver coming in the, to town here at alumni stadium in chestnut Hill. Look, I think Virginia is kind of a mess. I'm interested to see if they're going to be any good this year. I don't want to say this is a for sure win for Boston college, because I don't think they're that far off from one another, yeah. but I think BC is better. And I think it's at home. I'm taking Boston college to win this game. I got them three and two in the month of September. Patty C Virginia was three and seven last year. And I want to look real quick at some comparable results to, you know, support your point. Virginia was able to beat Boston college. They lost to Louisville, um, lost to Syracuse. Uh, they took Miami to overtime. They only lost to UNC by three. They're an inconsistent team. Kind of like Boston. They're almost identical. You know, I think the fact that this is in uh, Boston and chestnut Hill makes me had a bunch of people leave the team too. I don't know. It's that true. Better. 
this year than last year. It's true. And they had a couple playmakers last year. They had year. Brennan Armstrong. Now they have Tony Musket and FCS transfer. That's Although a big Brennan gap. Armstrong sucked last year. Still, I Without mean, Robert there's and a I, reason why Notre Dame and NC State fought over him. Yeah. I mean, they, they, a lot of teams wanted Brennan Armstrong. He's a, he was a good quarterback. He had a really rough year, but uh, either way, I don't think they're going to fall off a ledge completely because he's not there. I think UVA is going to be okay. Not, not good, but not I think they terrible. might, go, I think they might go winless. Uh, I think you're, you're sleeping on UVA, but either way, I mean, this is, this is ACC football, you know, the entire coastal division won the, the league in seven consecutive years, seven teams, seven years. So, uh, they're never that far off from each other. They're, they're state flagship schools. You know, they're, they're decent. So I think, uh, I think Virginia is going to push Boston college, but I favor Boston college and chestnut Hill. So that puts you at three and two, just like me. Yeah. Then Saturday, October 7th, interesting game, Boston college going on the road to Mikey stadium to take on the army black Knights who, uh, if this was last year, I would say army's going to beat them. Right. But army's the, these rule changes with the NCA army's out of the gun now. Out of the shotgun, which is disgusting. The NCAA should be ashamed of themselves. Just an absolutely fucking ridiculous ruling that happened here. But Patty C, I feel better about Boston College's chances now. And that's why I am gonna take BC to win at Mikey Stadium. But I think it's a it's a close game. But I favor BC to win this game. So I would put them there at four and two. You? I think you're out of your mind. I think they're losing to either Virginia or Army on the road. Um, and look, just because they're tweaking their offense and getting away from the triple option a little bit, doesn't mean that the culture isn't still there that, uh, uh, why am I Jeff Munkin, Jeff, Jeff Munkin's instilled. I think they're probably still going to be a pretty good team and a trip to Mikey stadiums, not an easy place to play. So, uh, I think they'll get caught in one of those two games. I got them three and three. Really? I, I I'm going, I'm going on the over here. Then they get a bye, and then, uh, and then they welcome in. This is, this is actually an awesome schedule. Might I add? They get a bye and then they welcome in, or no, I'm sorry. Then they hit the road to Bobby Dodd Stadium to take on Brent Key and the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. You're ridiculous. Georgia Tech is one of the top offensive teams in the country. <laughs> uh, that no, is not true. <laughs> not true. And uh, look, this is this is like a 50 50 game, but I yeah. think Boston College is going to be favored. I think Boston College will be like a field goal. Yeah, that's favorite. not outlandish. Maybe a one, two point favorite. This is anyone's game? Key's still in the, kind of the first year. Yeah. Halfley's in year four. I kind of favor BC to win this. Even on the road. Uh, yeah, you're right. Bobby Dodd's not a hornet's nest. No pun intended. Or, or, yeah, it is a yellow jacket's nest. Come on. Um, not quite as intimidating. We're going to, I'm going to, I don't know. I'm going to say this. And I'm going to do this for basically every other game on the schedule till the end. <laughs> Between this game and the next game. They'll go one on one because the following game, the following game that Jim Mora, friend of the program, Jim Mora Jr., uh, and the Yukon Hussies come into Chestnut Hill. Look, they beat him last year, and Mora's starting quarterback tore his ACL in the first half of the first game for a former four star, uh, Taquan Roberson, Penn State transfer. He's a baller. He's going to be back, and also they hit the portal again. I think UConn's better than Boston College right now. I got UConn winning at Alumni Stadium. The Big 12 berth on the line, Patty C. Hello. Perhaps, but uh, in the no. first of uh, five straight Big East uh, matchups that it's they. It's back, baby. That's right. Uh, look, but so I, I'm, I'm taking UConn. So it sounds like you, you're kind of an agreeing. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that would have me you at, got him at what? four and three. Four and three. Wait, Wait one, two, no, three, five and four. three. Yeah, you got five them five and three. three. I got them four and four. Uh, folks, the win total is five and a half. 
Then they hit the they hit the road to Syracuse, New York, to the Carrier Carrier Dome, whatever the fuck they call it now. Um, this is a weeknight game, prime time, so you'll be able to catch this one on Friday, November third. Oh man, this is a fifty-fifty game, but I favor Syracuse because they're at home, and I think Dino Babers is a better head coach. Syracuse has won two in a row in the series and leads the all-time th- series this thirty-three is to a twenty-two. Winnable game though. Oh, it's very winnable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a this has been a pretty darn competitive uh, series since they both came to the ACC. So, um, and then well, I guess Syracuse dominated the nineties and eighties a little bit, but I don't know. All time, that's surprising too because uh, Boston College was pretty good in the eighties. Syracuse used to be awesome though, dude. Yeah, Syracuse was like a top fifteen. Yeah, Jim Brown and Larry Zonka and Joe Morris and Art Monk about, and all those guys. Yeah, well, yeah. but yeah, Syracuse had some players. I, st- I, st- it's close. Flip a coin, but in the in the JMA wireless dome, then I'm going uh, the Orangeman. Yeah, I go Syracuse by a field goal, but that's still a winnable game. Then they welcome the Virginia Tech Hokies on Saturday, November 11th. Brent uh, Pry, year two. If this was in Blacksburg, I'd probably take the Hokies, but it's at Alumni Stadium. I'm taking Boston College, and that puts me on the over, Patty C. Mm. Beating the Hokies in Chestnut Hill in November is always fun. Uh, and that would be a nice game for them. To they kind of had the Hokies number, right? I feel like they. I were. think so, and I'll agree with you. I will give them that win. I'll say they lose Syracuse and beat Virginia Tech. We got them winning. Uh, well, no, because we had them losing at home against the Huskies. So you know, not a huge home field advantage working for them, but still splitting uh, two consecutive series. The Boston College has won three of five. They're not really dominating the series at all. But yeah. three of five is three of five. Um. Uh yeah okay and then uh then we got uh a so trip. that puts you at six and four for them yeah six and four now they <laughs> had short week again nationally televised game uh Thursday November sixteenth Boston College at Pitt Acupuncture Stadium whatever the fuck this is called <laughs> now uh, Heinz Stadium um Jerkovic this is the revenge game right this Thursday is, night yeah. national spotlight I mean like this said. Pitt is known to throw lemons out on that schedule. Like Pitt will be like they'll be like they could go undefeated and then they'll lose to a team like Boston College or UVA or something on a Thursday night you got to figure the dial. I'm taking Pitt. I think they're the better team. Yeah, but would I be shocked if Boston College won this game? No, but I'm taking Pitt. Sure. So you got them at uh, six and five now. I got Pitt there. I got them at uh, five and six. Okay, and then. Mario Cristobal and the Miami Hurricanes come into Chestnut Hill on Black Friday, November twenty fourth. They don't want that cold weather, and this is why Boston College is going to pull the upset. This is their upset. This a is their noon upset. Eastern kick, maybe a little bit early for those Miami party boys. Uh, I don't know. Fun viewing. Let's hope there's some snow on this day. Yes, yes, uh, but dude, I mean, this is one Boston College could easily beat Miami in this scenario. The last, the last Miami time was not very good last year. Miami went up and played in uh what the Fenway bowl um, or was it the <laughs> pinstripe bowl? One of those. And they lost to Wisconsin, like 31 to three. They yeah. got their ass kicked. Yeah. They're not ready for cold weather football. They're still Miami boys. That said, I think Miami is way more talented than this Boston college team. So I'm taking Miami. I got them at five and seven. Um, I'm not super confident in that though. I got them at seven and five. I don't feel great about that prediction, but I'll tell you this, buddy. This is the best schedule in the Power Five. Yeah. Because hold on, let me count this up. If you Holy Cross is an FCS team, obviously they're a very good FCS team. If you 
take that out of the, the equation here. They only play three teams with a winning record last year in Florida state, Louisville and Pitt. Yeah. Louisville's breaking in a new coach. They get him the first month. Yeah. If you told me I was going to get that, I'd appreciate, you know, I'd say, yeah, let's, if I'm a Boston college fan, give me him in September. Yeah, and it's not like Louisville has been a consistent. This, they team. only have eight power fives. Their, their non-con is three and nine Northern Illinois, a very good FCS and Holy cross at army who was six and six a season ago and breaking in a new system and Yukon who was six and seven a season ago. They could dude. They, they could easily win. Like you want to talk about, this is a make or break year for Halfley. Yeah. If they get the right bounce. Yeah. And Emmett Moorhead plays good in the O line protects. Yeah. Like it's not that crazy. This sounds really crazy. What I'm about to say. It's not that crazy. That they can play for the ACC championship. If they could score one upset, because the fact for, they, they avoid Clemson, they avoid Wake Forest, they avoid North Carolina, yeah. they avoid NC State, they even avoid Duke, who was like a ten-win team last year, yeah. right? I I think this is an awesome schedule. Florida State has to go to Clemson and to Pitt, and they go yeah. to Pitt late in the season. Yeah, all they have to do is score like an upset. I expect them to be favored against Virginia. I expect them to be favored against Georgia Tech. They'll be a short dog, I think, against the Q's, and they'll be probably favored against Virginia Tech. Maybe, yeah. Now the Miami game could be that could be but the Miami one. could suck. Yeah, you know, yeah, this it's is not a hilarious schedule, dude. This schedule, as a Colorado fan, you know, so envious. It's of like, it. dude, if you gave Dion this, I'd be like, we could go, we could go ten and two this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is what I mean about the benefit of being in the ACC. Uh, it's definitely helpful to because this is going to be. Remember the year Syracuse and Babers had that ten win season, and we knew they were not a ten win team. Yeah. This is that year. Well, yeah. When this, you can like Halfley could, he might. If imagine if the ball bounces right, he could end up leaving Boston College for a better job because of this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He could leapfrog <laughs> into into like whatever. He's like gonna a, be hired. At, at, yeah. I mean, I don't know, but I, I feel like. And if, look, if this doesn't work out, I know you've been saying. Tom, uh, not Tom O'Brien, Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. Let's get another O'Brien back at the helm. Yeah, and, Bill uh, O'Brien is in New England already. That's right. Steve Belichick. Uh, but no, I, I think they go Bob Chesney from, Bob from Holy great. Cross. But Bob Chesney seems destined to go from Boston College to Notre Dame and basically go to every single Catholic <laughs> school in America on his way up the ladder. Honestly, well, so you have him going five and seven. If that happens, do they do they fire Halfley? They should. I think uh, they do. If if that yeah, happens. they 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 will. Um, so then, who do they hire? Let's just spitball for a second. Even though I don't, I don't wish. I think half is going to be okay. Yeah. Go three bowling five. years in four years. I think you accept that as a BC fan, but let me ask you this. Let's play devil's advocate. He is fired. Yeah. And, and you know, for some stupid reason, a lot of FCS coaches don't get the gigs in the FBS Yeah. for some stupid reason. I know I read an, an article on the athletic recently about, you know, how many great coaches come from the FCS ranks. Yeah. Like whether it's Trestle or Harbaugh or, you know, if they, they, they named so many of them climbing at Kansas state. Um, no, I'll push back and say uh, UVA tried that with Mike London after he won a national championship at the FCS level with uh, Richmond and didn't work out at UVA, but now but, he's but back Dave down Klossman, who was at Richmond did work out. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I uh, my point is, is who, who would you turn to? Obviously, Bill O'Brien is one that he, you know, was there in the Penn State years after Paterno. That would be one. Yeah, they would. Pro I bet you they would probably try to do that. Yeah, I mean, he's they he's should do from Chesney. Boston. You they know. should do Chesney, but I bet you they go O'Brien. Either way, I think is a, a win. I think Chesney might actually be the bigger win there 
it just takes a little more balls because he hasn't been the head coach of Penn State or of the Houston Texans. You know. Let me ask you this: Would they take a shot on Robert and I? They should. Yeah, I think yeah. Robert and I deserves of, a, of NC State. Yeah. Uh, that would be very He's interesting. Getting long to see. in the tooth. What is he like? Sixty-two now. Yeah. And I, so, so. May, maybe when someone younger. I don't know. Yeah. But either way, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, look, folks, I'm on the over. He's on the under. But let's let's talk a little bit about the uh, Alumni Stadium in Chestnut Hill. I'm bringing in my friend here, uh, Michael Barker, aka College Football Campus Tour. I, I got a chance to sit down with him and talk about his experiences to uh, Chestnut Hill and Alumni Stadium. And here is that interview. The college football experience to talk Boston College Eagle football at Alumni Stadium in Chestnut Hill. Look, I've been to Boston, but I've never been here. But joining us on the show, and I'm excited to hear his take on this, is someone you have to follow on Twitter at CFB Campus Tour. Some might know him as that, that, that. You know, I feel like my brother was like, that guy CFB Campus Tour is great. And I was like, I'm lucky enough to know him as Michael Barker. How you doing, Michael? And, uh, you know, please tell us about your experiences to great Chestnut Hill. Yeah, well, I'm doing great. Always great to join you, Colby. And, you know, uh, we're talking about Alumni Stadium. Obviously, ACC team opened in 1957. The original stadium had 26,000 seat capacity with a track. Uh, they ended up refurbing, adding about 18,000 seats. Uh, what was interesting about the original stadium, it was constructed in 156 days, so just five months. Uh, it's the site of one of President Kennedy's last speeches in 1963. And it also hosted the Boston Patriots of the AFL in 1969. Wow. Boston Patriots there. Yeah. I mean, look, so here's the deal here though. I, I know that uh, I know that it seems like Boston college has kind of been in a rut lately, but maybe Jeff Halfley's the guy to get them out of there. Uh, how was the, the fan experience? Cause I always heard that like Northeast New York city, Boston may, maybe, you know, that they don't care as much about college football, but I, you know, at the same time, I feel like, uh, you know, you watch some FCS games up there and I see some lively crowds. How was the crowd experience when you were there? So it was, it was a lot of fun. I went to a Friday night game in 2018. They played Miami. Miami was ranked and uh, they ended up knocking them off. They rushed the field. One of my favorite photos, when, when a team rushes the field, I try to do two things. I try to run up to the top of the stadium and get an overhead view of everybody on the field. And then I try to run down and join them all at the same time. It's always interesting when everybody's running down the stairs to get the field and you're, you know, like a fish going upstream to get to the top, but they were lively. They were into that game. What's really cool about alumni stadium is that the field level seats are low, but not too low where you're blocked, but you feel like you're right on top of the action. It was a hard hitting game. It wasn't a, you know, a, a 40 to 30 game. It was low scoring, but they wanted it. They showed up on a Friday night, which you won't always get fans at a game on a weeknight, especially for a P five team. And they helped their team knock off a ranked team. So I had a great time there. Heck yeah, man. That's what I'm talking about. I look, I want to see Boston College back on the map. The original quarterback you, I think you could say, with Doug Flutie, the Hasselback brothers, uh, Mark Hartzell. You can go on and on. Matt, Matt Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, Matt Ryan. So I mean, uh, I would love to see Halfley in this program come up and and really uh, you know, bring Northeast football back, but I got to get to a, a game there because it sounds like it was an awesome experience. So uh, gonna have to, gonna have to plan that out for, for in the, the coming years here. All right. Well, uh, look, I appreciate you hopping on the show and uh, maybe one day I can catch you at a game at uh, alumni stadium. 
Well, Black Friday, uh, the Friday after Thanksgiving, they're playing Miami at a three o'clock game. Uh, it's always tough sometimes to get them on a weekend, but that would be a good one to check out. So I might go there and maybe I'll see you there too. Hell yeah, brother. All right. Making plans already folks. Make sure you give Michael a follow on Twitter at CFB campus tour. I'm telling you his page is to me. I think like what, if you, if you love college football or just, if you just love stadiums, you, you just got to give him a follow. I'm telling you, you'll be, you'll be pleasantly surprised. And just, I, I folks uh, one day he hope he, how many games I know you've been to all 133 college football stadiums. What's the most you've done in a week? Uh, seven. Seven games in one week, folks. Yeah, so you're doing uh, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and I did three on a Saturday last year. So, um, but we're we're trying to push limits 81 in a year in 2020. So, uh, whatever we can do, if you're watching this podcast, obviously you love college football too, and uh, there's nothing better than talking games and stadiums. and, And I'm so happy to join Colby on this broadcast. Heck yeah. Give him a follow. I'm telling you folks, seven games in one week. He posts the photo of the day. I'm telling you, it is awesome. You got to give him a follow at CFB campus tour. Michael, appreciate you uh, hopping on and talking with this man and have a wonderful day. You too. Anytime Colby. Thank you. All right. Michael Barker talking about alumni stadium. Patty C he went to the game last time. It sounds like that Miami went there and they lost. How do you feel? Conf- uh, how do you how do you feel about? Uh, you still feel as confident in your pick uh, of the Hurricanes in Chestnut Hill in late November? No, I think uh, you know uh, visions of Flutie throwing a hail mary a year after Miami wins his first national championship <laughs> have to float through your head. Definitely, uh, you know, and I think uh, the good folks in Boston are probably still smarting from that Eastern Conference Finals they just lost mm. at the hands of the mm. Miami Heat. So revenge, baby! Revenge is the dish best served ice cold, and it hopefully will be ice cold in Boston in November. Yes, and I want the fans to get out there, man. Support Boston College, man. Come on, this is a sleeping giant. Get your shit together. They got NIL. This is a brand new day and age of college football. Let's go, let's get it going. I'm on the over. He's on the under folks. Subscribe to the college football experience. We'll break down all 133 teams with a solo podcast for each and every team in the land. We've been doing this shit for years, each and every summer subscribe, tell a friend. We're also on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash the college experience. All of our feeds are on YouTube. We also do the college basketball experience every single night of the season. We're here talking college hoops with you. Uh, also the college baseball experience right now. It's actually rolling along. Boston college had a good year, man. They made the tournament. So uh, yeah, check out the college baseball experience, the college basketball experience, the college football experience. Once again, all separate podcasts, but we come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash college experience. Check out the sports gambling podcast. They got you covered for everything. Maybe some Patriot fans out there. Patty, see what to check them out. Uh, and get the SGPN app. It's free to download in the app store and Google play store. You'll get access to all of our picks, podcast content, all of our guest appearances. Bill Romanowski was on that and uh, come talk college football with us in the discord sports slash discord. Maybe you're just a Holy cross fan. Hop on over there. Like we talk at all FCS. We got the FCS college football experience as well. Yeah, Check that out. It up. Let's go. Yeah, let's go folks. All right. Uh, look, the journey continues excited to see Boston college. I'm way more optimistic now. After seeing that yeah. schedule than yeah. I was previously. So it's going to be must watch every week, folks. This is the college football experience, Boston college style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. Run, shoot, shoot.